EHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been with my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town. Welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week on KB Cabaret, we spread Yuletide cheer with a special set of Christmas sketches, plus music from our producer, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. Dear Granny Ada, I'm a newly married woman with a wonderful husband and a six-month-old baby. Everything is wonderful, for the most part. The only thing that drives me a little insane is our financial stability. We either have money or we don't. My husband gambles. He has disappeared for days at a time, even during the delivery of the baby. When he comes home, it's always feast or famine. For years, he mostly had a winning streak. We uh, bought a 5,000-square-foot home, four luxury cars, and a timeshare in St. Martin. Now uh, we are living in a modest one-bedroom apartment and are down to two used sedans. He promised me that our ship will come in, but Granny Anna, we have a child to raise and care for. I can't live this way anymore. I married my husband for richer or poorer, but really? This is way too literal for anyone to bear. Should I stay and ride out the storm or leave? Signed, Roller Coaster Existence. Dear Roller Girl, how delightful. Having a husband who is waiting for your ship to come in. Good luck with that. Living paycheck to paycheck is one thing, but living in a 5,000-square-foot home one year and down to a one-bedroom apartment the next is another matter entirely. Repeat after me. My husband has a gambling addiction, and I am enabling his habit. Like any other addiction, he needs intense therapy and a 12-step program. 
You are not a girlfriend anymore. You're a wife and mother. Your first and foremost responsibility is to provide a safe and stable environment for your child. Here's my advice. Be in control of the finances. Open up a bank account in your name only and put in as much of the money that is left into this account. Find a good therapist specializing in gambling and the schedule of meeting times for Gambling Anonymous in your area. Go to gamanon.org and search for a support group for yourself. Supply him with all the information he needs. Then tell him you will leave him if he does not shape up and seek the proper help and follow through if he refuses. If you do not do this, I hope you don't mind child services fostering out your child and living in a cardboard box on the street somewhere. Although I do hear they have some lovely corrugated boxes that are waterproof. Your choice. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a good day. Granny Ada. gentlemen, Parlor City chef extraordinaire, Beulah Deschamps. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Where are you calling from, Beulah? I'm on pins and needles. I am in the city of Prague. Oh, thank goodness. Then you're not in jail. Oh, no, dear. All's well that ends well. I did not have to go to jail simply because of the truth. I never stole carrots from that crazy French man at the vegetable stand in Lille. Ah, oh, the adventures you have, Beulah. Oh, well, do you know that I almost had to pay $50 worth in euros? You're kidding. No, I'm not, Bree. Thank goodness the judge came to his senses. Ah, oh, well, what made him see the light? Well, I gave him a slice of one of my special hummingbird cakes. Hummingbird cakes? That's right. And it is a wonderful cake, full of delicious pineapples, pecans, and bananas. Not to mention a rum spiced cream cheese frosting that makes any hummingbird sing. <laughs> and you just happen to have the cake in the court. Well, in his office. A girl has to have her lunch, you know. <laughs> Only you would think of something like this. Well, anyway, the judge and I became good friends after that. Good friends? He invited me out to dinner. Really? I told him I would prefer not to go out to dinner. I certainly did not want to be beholden to him, if you know what I mean. Well, certainly. So we went out for lunch the next day. It was a lovely afternoon. He's very intelligent, and he speaks English without a trace of an accent. Hmm, really? Uh-huh. He went to graduate school in Boston and then returned to Lille, where he married his now dearly departed wife. You found out his marital status, too? Well, it did come into the conversation. Well, what about the policeman you went to Brussels with? Well, we went to Paris and London by train that week. It was lovely, but that relationship ran its course. We are still friends. I would hardly call knowing someone for a week a relationship, Beulah. Well, really, it was more of a courtship. But what's done is done. 
So why are you in Prague if you fancy this judge? I had a commitment to my job with Isabella. Oh, right, the jazz singer's tour. She's performing in Prague now? That's right. I got here two nights ago. With the little time I had to sightsee in between unpacking and shopping at the markets, this place is gorgeous. It is colorful, historic, and just as beautiful as Paris. I saw the famous astrological clock in the old town hall tower. It's considered to be one of the top wonders of the world, giving an animated show every hour for over 600 years. I went to the Naplava farmer's market this morning. It's right by the Vitava River. You can buy pretty much anything there. I needed fresh and pickled cabbage for Zeinica, a wonderful hearty Czech cabbage soup that I'm making for Isabella and her crew. Sounds intriguing. <laughs> because it is. It is so cold here. I guess I've been spoiled for too long. I felt soup was in order. So I am making this in both the vegan and in the original with kolbasa. This soup definitely warms not only the body, but the soul. Mm. I find combining both tofurkey, field roast sausages, are the best for vegan recipes. I made sure to order online to have my supply shipped. And in this recipe, I put in a tablespoon of smoked paprika as well as the regular paprika. Hungarian paprika is the best. Oh, download the Zeneca sausage cabbage soup recipe for me soon. I want to make this this weekend. Done. I also downloaded the hummingbird cake recipe. Oh, I forgot about that. Are, are you going to see the judge friend any time soon? I don't know. We exchange cell, FaceTime, and email information. So, que sera, sera. Or, Buddha, Buddha in Czech. <laughs> Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Talking about sweet, I have to go. I have to get together with Isabella's manager to discuss future concerts and plans. Did you get the downloads to put into my recipe app? Sure did. Well, thanks. Talk to you next week. Well, these recipes sound and look amazing. You can find these and Beulah's other amazing recipes exclusively on KB Cabaret's app. Just go to kbcabaret.com, that's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T.com, and download yours today. Boy, your parents going to be surprised. I know, right? I think you're not coming home from break. Yeah, I mean, it's been over four months since I went away to college. I miss him so bad. So how are you going to do it? Well, I arrive by bus around 3.30 in the afternoon tomorrow. By the time I take the cab, it should be around 4. That gives me a little over an hour to shower and get dinner ready before they come home from work. Whoa, you're making dinner? Well, I'll order Chinese takeout from Manny's. They deliver. Cool, you thought of everything. Yeah. Can't wait. Rufus! How's my baby? How's my pooch? Yeah, yes, yes. I'm so glad to see you too. Oh, good boy. Good boy. I just go upstairs and put him. Ah! Okay, lady. Just put your hand up where I can see him. Wait! No! Uh, who, where are you? Are we being robbed, Clint? 
I don't know. Are you robbing us? No! You're not being robbed. This is crazy. I, I live here. I, I mean, I'm in college four hours away, but I live here. Ah, this must be Sarah, the girl whose things are in the attic. My things are in the attic? Yeah. Oh, hey, sorry about the gun. You just threw us for a loop. Who are you people? Where are my parents? You mean you don't know? Don't know what? Well, they're currently doing missionary work in New Guinea. New Guinea? Papua, New Guinea. Spreading the word of God. But, but we aren't even religious. Seems they have found the faith, Sarah. But why didn't they tell me? That's a good question. And uh, we have no answers. This is crazy. What? So, what about my younger brother? Where is he? Oh, Samuel? Yes, Sam. Did he go with them? Didn't they tell you? Tell me what? He went off to join the circus. The circus? That's right. A regular bonafide carny. He's, he's only 15 years old. I can't believe this. Well, if it makes you feel any better, we did keep the dog. Rufus. We call him Bonkers. His name is Rufus. Well, he seems to like it. Oh, what am I going to do? Well, we can't kick you out on the street. Seeming it's almost nighttime, and uh, you didn't know about any of this. Why don't you crash on the couch? On the couch? What about my room upstairs? Well, I'm sorry, honey. That there now is my sewing and hobby room. This is a nightmare. Tell you what. You play with bonkers, and in the meantime, I'll order some Chinese, and then we can watch a movie. I guess. Uh, hon, uh, what about my poker night? It can wait, Clint. We have a kid home from college for a few days. What kind of substitute parent are you? Okay. I'm so glad you came to visit, Sarah. This is going to be a fun holiday break for us all. There were times I died from a broken heart when I thought we... You're the One is one of the first songs I had ever written. Until the jingles for my show, I had no idea I had any talent for music writing. I guess when I listen to my heart, I hear music. I sang You're the One to my husband on our wedding day in June of 2015. There were times I died from a broken heart when I thought we'd never be. What I knew was true in my days of past Was pulled out from under me I was hurt and torn For I knew you were the one and part of me But your strength prevailed All the deadly signs And here stand with me You're the one who's meant for me You're the one I love through your strength you lifted me, through your heart you made me see.
now entwined our souls can be together you and me we are friends and always be never to depart though we thought our world had gone though we thought our life was done you and i have carried on through love our hearts are one This pair we went our separate ways Through the darkness we were thrown Never knowing if we would be the same To our fate of the unknown But now here we are as our hearts are one Through the waves earth rise ashore We're together now walking hand in hand Knowing now we're not alone you're the one who's meant for me you're the one i love through your strength you lifted me through your heart you made me see now entwined our souls can be together you and me it's 9 30. i know this is crazy i know she should have been here for dinner over three and a half hours ago. I know. Did you try calling her again? Yes, and still no answer. Did you leave a message? She doesn't have an answering machine. Her cell phone? No answer. What about Carl? He's been looking for her ever since he tried picking her up over four hours ago. Jeez. Should we call the police? I don't know. Maybe. Let's wait until Carl comes home. I'm back. Well? well? Nothing. Where could she be? Marty, you're going to have to call the police and report a missing persons. Your Aunt Helen has disappeared again. You're right. Yes, I'd like to report a miss... Aunt Helen! What a lovely evening. Hello, dear. Oh, never mind. Thanks. Aunt Helen, where have you been? Been, dear? Aunt Helen, I went over to your house over four hours ago to pick you up. And you know Carl doesn't like to wait, Aunt Helen. Wait for what, dear? I don't understand. Aunt Helen, Christmas Eve dinner. Oh, that's what it was. How lovely. You've already had Christmas dinner? Oh, my, yes. We sang songs, lit a candle, the children opened presents after one found the matzah. Aunt Helen... What are you talking about? What children? Matzah. Oh, those children have grown so much, I can't believe it. Hardly recognize them. That's because they weren't your nieces and nephews, Aunt Helen. She went to the wrong house. Aunt Helen, how did you get to wherever you went for dinner tonight? You don't even have a car. That's why I came to pick you up. Nonsense. I have a car. No, no you, you don't. don't. Yes, I do, and it was warming up for me when I got in. She stole someone's car? Not again. She did this before? Long story. My sister's family invited me. Your sister, may God rest her soul, is not with us anymore, Aunt Helen. Oh, nonsense. I just had Christmas dinner with her and her family, although she did look like she lost a few pounds. Uh, 
I bet she went to the Fleischmann's house. The ones who bought her sister's home 20 years ago. I'll call them. I loved playing that game with that spinning thing after dinner. It was fun. Spinning thing. There was so much food singing. Funny, I must be a little forgetful. I couldn't remember the words to the songs. Wow. Well, I just got off the phone with Mrs. Fleischman. She was just as confused as we were. But she did set her another plate at the family table. Spinning thing. Matzah. <laughs> Aunt Ellen just celebrated Hanukkah at a total stranger's house. <laughs> Who wants eggnog? Oh, I already had too much of that very sweet wine, dear. I'm going to bed. Bed, Aunt Helen? Oh, that's right, dear. We have to wake up bright and early to make sure we prepare for the Easter egg hunt. You know how the boys love that. Well, okay then. Uh, gentlemen, bring the eggnog to the table. This Christmas roast is getting cold. your emergency. I think there's someone on the roof. Are you in immediate danger, sir? I don't know yet. My wife thinks it could be a squirrel. Should I be speaking with your wife, sir? Maybe, but you can't right now. Why is that, sir? She's on the roof. You sent your wife up on the roof? This late at night on Christmas Eve? During weather like this? It's snowing like crazy. It's okay. She has a gun. I don't believe this. I know. She should have taken the extra clip, right? Sir, I I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to... Shh! Did you hear that? Yes. I'm sending a unit over right away. Uh-oh. What is it, sir? There's a guy in a red suit lying in the ground below my window. Can you repeat that, sir? And there's a large sack with presents strewn all across the yard. Wait a minute. Are you telling me... Nah, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> it was a squirrel. Hello? Hello? Officer Smith will be there any minute. With your lump of coal, sir. Friday afternoon at the office. Hey, George, can I borrow that book of yours? You know, the one with all the erotic etchings by Picasso. Which you keep in your desk drawer. What book? How do you know about that book, Harry? Everybody knows about that book. I see you sneaking it out during those three-hour telecons. Quiet, Harry. It's supposed to be a secret. I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't tell anybody about that. Okay, George. Just let me borrow for the weekend. Uh, I don't know. It's one of my most valued possessions. It has my name engraved on the cover. It was a graduation gift from my dear departed Uncle Leo. Uncle Leo, huh? Everybody has one of those kind of uncles. So how about it, George? Let me the book for the weekend, and I'll bring it back to you Monday morning, just in time for the next three-hour telecom. Oh, all right. Just take good care of it. I'm very fond of those etchings. I'll treat it like it was from my own Uncle Leo. Thanks, George. See you Monday. Monday morning at the office. George, George, did you hear the news? What news? About Harry. He's dead. Dead? Harry? What happened? Must have dropped dead at home over the weekend. I don't know what happened. Must have been a heart attack or something. Oh, no! This is terrible! Now I'll never get that book back. Book? What book? What are you talking about? Oh, I, I mean, this is terrible! His wife must be devastated. 
I'll have to go to the viewing and express my sympathies. For her and me. Oh, George, you always were such a sensitive guy. You'd be a real catch if you weren't always sneaking around with that book of erotic etchings all the time. You know about that book, too? Everybody knows about that book, George. Harry's the one who told the whole office about it. Harry did that? I'll have to thank him for that the next time I see him. George, it's too soon for those kind of jokes. Maybe you aren't such a sensitive guy after all. Sorry, Sally. It's just that I have one of those three-hour telecons this morning, and I think I'm going to be really bored. Monday evening at the viewing. Mrs. Grayson. Hi, I'm George Browning. I worked with Harry. He was a wonderful man, and I'm sorry he's gone. Well, thank you for coming, Mr. Browning. George Browning? For some reason, that name sounds really familiar. Really? Perhaps you saw it engraved recently. Uh, who knows? I haven't been able to think clearly since uh, Harry passed. Yes, I'm so sorry. What exactly happened? He was sitting in his recliner Friday night, reading a book. And he said, Wow, look at that! And the next thing I knew, he was gone. A book? He was reading a book? Yeah. Some book full of naked pictures. I think that's what got his heart racing and boom, heart attack. Well, serves him right. He knew I didn't approve of that sort of thing. I wonder where he got that book from anyway. The book. Uh, Mrs. Grayson, the book. Where is it now? I stuck it in the bottom of the coffin. Let Harry take that book to hell with him so he can look at those naked pictures in eternal damnation. Oh, well, uh, I'm going to go pay my respects to Harry now, Mrs. Grayson. Nice meeting you. George Browning... I know I've seen that name somewhere before. Okay. Harry, now I know you have my book in there with you somewhere. You gotta give me a sign. Come on, Harry, don't make me reach in there. You know how much that book means to me. It won't be doing you any good in that coffin. Help me out here, Harry, and I'll let you borrow it on weekends. Oh, wait, I think I see the top of it. If I can just... Very nonchalantly reach down there like I'm straightening out your tie and uh... Wait a minute! George Browning? I know where I've seen that name before. On the front of that obscene book that killed my Harry! Security! Grab that man! He's a pervert and a murderer! Forgive me, Harry, but I have to get out of here and I need that book. <clears throat> Oh, got it. Thanks, Harry. Thank you, Mrs. Grayson. Sorry about your husband. Get back here, you creep. Bring back that book. You killed my husband. I wrote Christmas Lullaby with the mindset of mother and child. I have the privilege of experience these important phases in life. In the song, both mother and child have different wishes for Christmas. Yet, when blended together, the wishes really become one. So here is my song for you, my dear audience. Christmas Lullaby
Rest your head on clouds of dreams that are before you. One sails through the streams. Christmas Eve is here and children see the stars shine and presents neath trees. For we love to freely fly and sleigh rides through the sky where lands are gleam with crisp white snow. Come with me upon the clouds of Christmas dreams, dear, where love's all aglow. All three kings came forth to bless the little newborn with gifts for his birth. Since that day we find that love is all forgiving for all of its worth. Let's sing in harmony with all the girls and boys For this day is filled with love and joy Come with me upon the clouds of Christmas dreams, dear Where love's all aglow Can I wait to see the presents for me Underneath the Christmas tree you saw the note and get here in time Cause now it's Christmas Eve I dream up high Sailing through the sky My heart is full of joy For now it's so near You know I love you so Newborn baby's born with presents adorned. The three wise kings knew of his worth. I pray for love and peace and all that it brings to everyone on earth. Let's sing and grow the bliss that we all know. Heart is full of joy, for now it's so near. You know I love you so. Rest your head on clouds of dreams that are the before you. For me. Underneath the Christmas trees, Christmas Eve is here and children see the stars shine. And now it's Christmas trees. For we do love to freely fly And slave eyes to the sky When lands are gleam with crisp white snow Come with me upon the clouds of Christmas dreams, dear When love's all aglow Rest your head on clouds of dreams that are before you On sails Christmas trees Christmas Eve is here and children see the stars shine and presents beneath trees. For we love to freely fly and sleigh rides to the sky where lands are gleam with crisp white snow. Come with me upon the clouds of Christmas dreams, dear, where love's all for we love to freely fly and sleigh rides through the sky where lands are green with crisp white snow. Come with me upon the clouds of Christmas dreams, dear, where love's all aglow.
We love our parents. We know we can't kill them. So that's why we write comedy. KB Cabaret presents The Dysfunctionals. Goodness. What's wrong, hon? I just got the annual Christmas letter. Well? Well, what? Aren't you going to open it? I'm afraid it it might explode. Chicken. I know, but you remember last year's Christmas letter? Yeah. Three family members are not speaking to us anymore. Well, that was actually an unexpected favor. <laughs> You're right. Come on, open it. Okay, but you asked for it. Go ahead. <clears throat> Dear family and friends, Well, again, it is time for Stanley and myself to wish you a happy holiday season and update all of you upon our family's annual news. Time, Time to, to recall, recall all the laughter and the tears we have shared over this memorable holiday year. Elizabeth, our granddaughter, just celebrated her 13th year and is becoming a lovely young woman. She is tall, I don't know where she gets it from, and smart. She obviously takes after me. She could stand to lose a few pounds, but who am I to say she does have a lovely face? Hopefully one day she'll turn out to be a real looker. My daughter Alice and our son-in-law Howard are still married after 24 years, thank the Lord. They have been redecorating their house. Honestly, there wasn't anything wrong with their house. Their generation just likes throwing perfectly good furniture out the window. I still have my great-grandparents' sofa and coffee table. Now, granted, mind you, my furniture is good quality, not like the cheap stuff that is sold nowadays. But what can you do? I try not to meddle in my family's business. Talking about business, my cousin Grace's fourth husband, Arnold, just opened up a new deli called Arnie's Worst Deli on Oak and Main. Stanley and I ate there last week. I ordered a salami on rye, and Stanley ordered the liverwurst on a Kaiser roll. It wasn't bad, but Arnold, if you're reading this, you could stand to be a little bit more generous with your servings. I understand portion control, but a few more slices of salami wouldn't hurt your coin purse. Arnold and Grace also had another grand opening in the baby department last month. A little girl. Now they have six little girls and one boy. Grace's seventh child and Arnold's first. Grace never had a problem in the baby department, not like Cousin Sheila, who is almost 45 years old and still barren. Well, that is all. Unless you count that my dear niece Mandy's uh, was serving a month in jail and is on a two-year probation for drunk driving. We couldn't be more proud of you, Mandy. Stanley and I seem to be healthy and happy, although we aren't getting any younger, let's face it, and sometimes the arthritis is just a pain in my, well, we need not to go into particulars. So, so dear, dear friends, friends and family, family, we hope you find our annual holiday update heartwarming and informative. Wishing you all the happiness and joy from our family to yours, Ruth and Stanley Edelman. Wow. Yeah.
Wow, right off the cusp, no holds barred. Our usual, hon? <laughs> you got that right. Nothing like continuing the annual tradition. Make mine a double, and don't hold back on the olives. Happy, Happy holidays, holidays to all, all from, from the, the dysfunctionals. dysfunctionals. And so our saga ends again for now. But join us next time for the dysfunctionals. The following song is a surprise that I'm going to be playing for you today. This is a song I wrote and am singing in called The Magic of Christmas. It was arranged by Dave Rice and the musical instruments also played by him. I hope you enjoy my first attempt at Christmas music called Magic of Christmas. For our weekly solitaire support group session, I hope everyone's been working on their solitaire skills. As we say here at the group, we can't get good at solitaire all by ourselves. 
Now, who wants to start today? I'll start. Okay, Jordy, go ahead. I can never find any twos. I get all the aces I need, but there's never any twos to put on them. I can go through a whole game without seeing any twos. Anybody know where the twos are hiding? I don't think you're playing with a full duck. Now, Kenzie, uh, we are a support group. Be nice. Yeah, be nice. All I'm asking for is a couple of twos. I'd settle for one lousy two of spades right now. Well, keep looking, Jordy. I'm sure they're out there somewhere. Kenzie, what brings you here today? <sighs> I've been trying to stop. Solitaire has taken over my life. I'm addicted. It's all I ever think about. I quit my job. I dumped my boyfriend. I even got rid of my dog. All I want to do is play solitaire. But we uninstalled the solitaire games from your computer and your phone. How can you still be playing? Well, uh, I'm uh, using uh, real cards now. Oh, oh I can't no. believe it. Kenzie, you should be ashamed of yourself using real cards. How can you even look at yourself in the mirror? Hey, Kenzie, you know what you can do when you're playing with real cards? Cheat. Really? Boris, you can cheat? Yeah. If you need a tool like Jordy here, all you have to do is look through the deck and all your piles, find one and play it. Who's going to know? Hey, I didn't know that. Maybe I can finally find some twos. There you go, Jordy. Have a few of my twos. Boris, don't talk anymore about cheating. Mm. That's not what we're all about here at the Solitaire Support Group. Don't be such a drag. Cheating's fun. It's not like anyone's going to find out. Wow. Boris, I didn't realize what a great guy you are. You want to get together sometime and play solitaire together? Um, Kenzie, you know we discourage group members from fraternizing outside of the group sessions. After all, solitaire is meant to be a solitary activity. Why do you think they call it solitaire? Why are you people worried about the twos? It's the kings and aces you need if you're going to get a good score. You young people don't know the first thing about solitaire. Why, back in my day, everybody carried around a deck of cards when they knew what to do with them. Yes, Mrs. Parsons, that's why you are such a valuable asset to the solitaire support group. Why don't you tell us about the Red Queen story? Oh, no. You've all heard that a hundred times. Oh, oh, tell us the Red Queen story, please. Oh, well, okay. Just this one last time. There I was, with only three cards left in the deck, and I needed a Red Queen because the Blackjack was on the top of the last down card. Oh, uh, the Red Queen, Mrs. Mrs. Parsons. Well, I could feel my heart skipping a beat when I turned over the three cards. There on top was a red eight. No help. Oh, does anyone have a glass of water? I think I'm going to faint from all the suspense. <laughs> I could see the Red Queen on the bottom of the pile, but there was no way to get at it. I was going to lose the game because of that blasted Red Queen. I was dead in my tracks. There were no more plays. I'd reached the end of the line. That's why I hate this game. It's making me insane. I can't stand it anymore. You know, Mrs. Parsons, you could have just grabbed that Red Queen from the bottom of the pile and played it. You would have won the game. Boris, that's enough. One more remark about cheating and I'm going to remove you from the group. That's fine with me. I was going to quit today anyway. I'm going to start playing Terraria. Oh, no, Boris. No video games. They're such a waste of time. Terraria? You know how to play Terraria. Could you teach me, Boris? 
Come on, Kenzie. You and me could make some sweet Terraria music together. Here, Jordy. You can have all my twos. And my aces, too. Oh, thanks, Boris. You're my solitaire hero. This is outrageous and highly irregular. Well, d- doesn't anyone want to hear the end of the Red Queen story? I was just getting to the good part. You sure you don't want to try Terraria, Mrs. Parsons? Solitaire's kind of dead, if you know what I mean. Oh, no, I'll stick with Solitaire. I'm too old to change my hearts and diamonds at this point in my life. Well, at least someone here is still talking sensibly. Well, but if you could give me a Red Queen before you go, I'd really appreciate it. Ah! Hey, you. Solitaire. What are you doing here, in the toy aisle? Nothing, Johnny. I'm just shopping. Shopping for Christmas is all. Gee, I don't think you're buying any toys this year. Uh, what? Well, sure I am, Johnny. See? I'm getting this talking robot for my little brother. I got it in my hand right here, and I'm going to buy it, I swear. No. No, you ain't. You're going to put it back on the shelf and walk away. You hear me? Put it back and walk away. But Johnny, I can't put it back. It's the last talking robot. My little brother has his heart set on getting one for a long time now. I said put it back and then beat it. But Johnny, it'll break his heart. Don't make me break his heart, Johnny. Then it looks like I'm going to have to break your face instead. No, Johnny, that'll hurt. I just know it will. Says who? Says me, Johnny. I said it. Didn't you just hear me? There ain't no one here anyhow but you and me, right, Johnny? So it couldn't have been anyone else, could it? Tell me there's no one else here that I can't see, Johnny, you know, like a ghost or something. There's a ghost here, all right. You're a ghost. Now don't make me... Make you what, Johnny? Make me a ghost? Is that it? Huh, Johnny? Yeah. Shut your stupid pie hole or I open the door to Casper City. For you. Why, Johnny? Why? Because I can, that's why. Now scram before I make it happen. Ah, Johnny... What happened to you? You used to be such a good kid, huh? What happened? Where'd you go wrong? I didn't go wrong. I'm just taking what's owed to me. Sure, there's only one talking robot, and word on the street is they ain't getting no more. So, if only one of us is going to get it, it's not going to be you. You hear me? Because I wanted one for a long time. I got dreams too, you know. Sure, Johnny, sure. We all got dreams. Here, you can have it. Slow down there, Casper. You're not giving it to me. I'm taking it. You got that? I'm taking it. Yeah, Johnny. Whatever you say. I'm holding it out for you. Take it. Take it. It's yours. Just don't ghost me, Johnny. I got family. Don't tell me what to do. I'll take it when I'm good and ready. You can't wait too long, Johnny. I also got socks and a tie for my dad, so I got to get home and do some rapping. Could you do that for me, Johnny? Not take too long? I don't promise nothing. Maybe I'll just let you finish your shopping and wait for you at the checkout so I can take it off the treadmill. Right there in front of everyone. The cashier, the assistant manager, and yeah, even the bagger. Oh, why are you doing this? Once upon a time, you delivered newspapers every morning. So fireballs during study hall. Three for nickel, remember, Johnny? That was a good deal back then. Three for nickel. And you bagged groceries after school. You were the bagger, Johnny. You were the bagger. You even the carry-out. I don't get it, Johnny. Something just ain't right. I've known you too long not to notice. You need help, Johnny. 
You need it now. I don't need no help, so quit your yapping. Yeah, sure, Johnny, sure. Hey, forget I said anything. Please, not in front of the bagger. Anyone but the bagger, Johnny. That means I got no choice but to meet you outside and take it from you in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, the parking lot, Johnny. That's a good choice. Don't you forget to pay for it, neither. I don't want you thinking you can sneak it out under your coat and no one will see you. Because they'll see you, hear? They always do. Prisons are full of people who didn't think anyone would see them. Now get going, kid. See you in the parking lot. Sure, Johnny. And don't you worry about it. I'll pay. I'll pay. Hey, you gonna be all right, Johnny? Sure, kid. I'll be all right. Just don't forget the robot. And bring the socks, too. Oh, why the socks, Johnny? Without the socks, my dad gets nothing. It's not fair, Johnny. You're gonna pay me back, right, Johnny? Right? Hey, wait a minute. I'm not a kid. Before we play my last song choice... I just want to thank you for listening to our show. We work long and hard every day to perform our original skits, the recipes that are real, by the way, and, of course, to our wonderful musicians who we give a platform here on KB Cabaret. Without you, we would be voices in the wind. This song is dedicated to you, dear audience. Until next week, this is Bree Harvey, and the song is called Finding Hope. Again. Sometimes I feel so lost I can't see you My heart has gone so numb I can't feel you My life without your presence Is so useless to My world's turned on its axis and I need you There are times that I am lost, I can't talk to you There are moments in my life that you guide me through Your inspiration helps me lose the pain it brings Your kindness gives me power to spread my wings Who guides my soul You're the one who makes me whole You're my love You make my life worthwhile Oh, won't you take my hand And help me take a stand To live with hope once again There are times I know you're there For I feel your heart When I feel my face I feel my blush and start My life without your presence Makes my soul so sad Don't leave me now, for I will come back They say your love is boundless, and I know that now I know that I can't hurt you, but I hurt somehow Oh, let me say I love you, please don't let me go Let me say I'm sorry, you just have to know You're the one who guides my soul, you're the one who makes me whole You're my love who makes my life worthwhile Without your presence makes my soul so sad So leave me now or I will go mad You're the one who guides my soul You're the 
That's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. I want to thank you, our wonderful audience, for tuning in. KB Cabaret could not exist without you. I would also like to thank our hardworking actors and writers, Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and Bill Murray. And I'd like to thank our hardworking sound engineer, Charles Berman, and his assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My musical engineer, Dave Rice, and a special shout-out to Christina Danella, my former music engineer, who is now working on Broadway. KB Cabaret is always looking for original musicians and writers. Inquire at kbcabaret.com. And sponsors, we have a special page just for you at kbcabaret.com. Just go on to the sponsors link and hook up. In Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Until next time, this is Bree Harvey. Have a Calabaloo type of day. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. We love to have you and share our Parlor City. Back again now to KB Cabaret.